time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor, Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporter, Lauren Castiglione. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by Ernaberry. Visit Ernaberry at booth number 2A201 at Seafood Expo Global in Barcelona from April 26th to the 28th. Meet our team for a free demo of Ernaberry Comptel service and to learn more about Ernaberry's other offerings. Unfortunately, Lauren and I will not be in Barcelona. We missed that. We missed that one. But uh, anyway, we, t- we took the week off last week because of the Easter holiday, but we are back and with plenty to talk about as usual. That is right. So first off, China's continuing to crack down on seafood imports. The country's General Administration of Customs has been sampling packages of seafood products for COVID-19. And this week, they flagged 15 companies from Ecuador and 12 from Vietnam. Samples from Ecuador were mainly from companies that export frozen vaname shrimp. Suspensions range from four weeks to 13 weeks. And meanwhile, the companies from Vietnam were flagged after packages of frozen vaname shrimp and frozen black tiger shrimp tested positive for COVID. Those suspensions range from one week to four weeks. As we've been reporting, the suspensions come as China battles another round of the coronavirus. Due to the country's zero tolerance for COVID-19 cases, strict COVID-19 lockdown measures have been put in place. Residents in Shanghai, which is China's largest city, report being confined to their apartments and only being allowed outside for COVID testing. There are also reports of food shortages and those testing positive being dragged out to makeshift hospitals that don't have showers. The lockdowns have also caused disruptions at the world's largest port. The port supposedly has remained open, but strict permit regulations are causing issues in unloading cargo. And I know it's tough to transition from that bit of a downer, but in happier COVID-related news, if that's even possible, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, those going to Seafood Expo Global in Barcelona this week don't have to wear masks. So last month, uh, members of the seafood industry flocked to Boston for the first Seafood Expo North America event since the pandemic. And the show, while with fewer exhibitors and attendees than in previous years, ended up being a reunion of sorts for those ready to return to normal after two years of dealing with lockdowns and restrictions. So now the show organizers, Diversified Communications, are getting ready to host their first post-COVID Seafood Expo Global show. The event is taking place from April 26th to the 28th, and those with pandemic fatigue will be happy to learn that Spanish authorities lifted the mask requirement on April 20th. Of course, there are certain settings where masks are still required, like healthcare centers and public transportation. So if you are attending the show in Barcelona this year, make sure you do your research before boarding that plane. But in addition to the removal of the mask mandate, attendees and exhibitors are no longer required to provide proof of full vaccination against COVID-19 or a negative COVID-19 test. But like you said, maybe, you know, maybe the country is requiring it. We're not doing the research for you. You do the research. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. (laughs) But uh, for extra peace of mind, I thought this was really cool. Um, Diversified is offering medical insurance for non-Spanish attendees. So in the event that you get a positive PCR test result for COVID-19 during the expo, Diversified's insurance coverage would cover medical and hospitalization expenses, medical transport to your country of origin, and hotel stays for the insured individual. Like I said, I'm not attending this year, but if I was, that would definitely give me some peace of mind. 
Yeah. Our, our colleague Liz, she will be attending and I was gathering up all the information. And when I read that, I was like, Oh wow, that is, that's great. Was, uh, but like, I would also like get a fake positive COVID test just to hang out in Barcelona. For just- <laughs> oh no, I have to stay. <laughs> it would backfire. We get quarantined. And then they come and take yeah, you exactly. away. Yeah. Locked up abroad. <laughs> uh, not funny. That, that would be us. <laughs> And that's one of the reasons why we aren't allowed to go yet. (laughs) But in other news, the Global Seafood Alliance announced that they are switching the location for their 2022 goal, the Responsible Seafood Conference. The conference was initially supposed to take place in Tokyo from October 24th through the 27th, but the organization decided that it was impractical to hold it in Tokyo this year due to pandemic-associated travel restrictions. So now the conference is taking place in Seattle from October 3rd through the 5th. So maybe we can get there. Yes, I was about to say, this is very convenient for me. (laughs) So I appreciate them changing it to Seattle. Um, And mainly because the genuine Alaska Pollock producers are unveiling a wild Alaska Pollock mural on Pier 91 in Seattle in May. (gasps) Do you think it's of us? (laughs) Yes, I saw it. And it is our faces (laughs) with the giant... Giant Pollock, yep. Um, <laughs> no, but it looks, I'll have to, I, I can't believe I didn't show you the photo. It looks awesome, the mural. It looks so beautiful, and I, I want to see it in person. Um, we need to go and take a picture in front of it. Exactly, but I don't think we can just expense a trip to Seattle to see a mural. So if we could squeeze a conference in too, I, I think that would be, that'd be better. Okay, all right. We'll try it. In other GSA news, they're launching their first consumer marketing campaign, which is really cool. The campaign is called Healthy Fish, Healthy Planet, Healthy You, which I love. I I think that's a great campaign. I feel like I I need that sign on like a on my wall in my office. uh, Yeah, GSA, send us send us over some. uh, Well, actually, this is let me let me finish here, Lauren, because we can print out we can print out this and we can support it. Um, The campaign is set to coincide with National Seafood Month in October, and will be focused on. On GSA's Best Aquaculture Practices Certification Program, and the goal is to heighten awareness of the BAP brand and drive sales of responsibly produced and sourced seafood. Um, but they have they have marketing materials, so we can get it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. GSA CEO Brian Perkins said that their research found that consumers are trying to eat better and that consumers who know BAP trust BAP. I know I do. <laughs> so do I. But, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with BAP. You know, I know I educated my family when I first started reporting on seafood five years ago. Like, I, I wasn't familiar with it. Like, you know, and... Um, what, did you sit them down and have, like, a slideshow? <laughs> yes. Let me tell you about BAP. Um, no, it's just like, you know, you're in the store. Like, I would go out shopping with my mom. Right, and right, I'd be right, like, yes. no. Like, I'm like, look at this, you know, this yeah, is labeled. Yeah, look for these seeds, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and she didn't. She didn't realize it, and I'm sure she spread the word after that too. But uh, I, I think it, the campaign is a great way to to educate consumers. Yes, no, it definitely is. And Perkins said that there is an opportunity here for retailers and food service operators to drive their sales of responsibly sourced seafood by further aligning with the BAP program. The campaign is going to be rolled out in phases beginning this summer, and as you mentioned, culminate with the U.S. National Seafood Month in October. So GSA will be promoting their campaign through uh, traditional media outreach, as well as social media and influencer engagement. Plus, a toolkit with print and digital assets will also be available to any retailer or food service operator interested in participating and who endorses the BAP program. 
when will we hit the influencer and in, in, uh, influencer level? Do you think? Uh, as soon as we start using social media more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there needs to be an effort. You're saying? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know we have our, our YouTube channel, which has so like millions and billions of fans. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I, I know I'll be keeping an eye out for the campaign. It's it's something definitely to look out for. Uh, but in other news, American Aquafarms received a major setback this week when the Maine Department of Marine Resources terminated the company's application for a fish farm in Frenchman Bay. American Aquafarms planned to put 30 150-foot wide floating pens in a 120-acre area in Frenchman Bay. The company also had plans to transition an old lobster pan in uh, Goldsboro into a salmon hatchery and processing plant. However, they ran into an issue with the DMR when it came to egg sourcing. And in August 3rd, 2021 lease application, American Aquafarms noted that they would be sourcing Atlantic salmon smolts from Aqua Bounty of Newfoundland, Canada. Maine's DMR responded in September 2021 that Aqua Bounty is not currently considered a qualified source or hatchery. The letter, which was drafted by Nar- uh, Marcy Nelson, the director of Maine's DMR Aquaculture Division, stated that the Maine Department of Marine Resources has never reviewed or provided an import permit for Atlantic salmon originating from Aqua Bounty. So Maine's DMR required American Aquafarms to submit evidence that the Atlantic salmon being imported would satisfy the proper requirements. And on April 19th, 2022, Patrick Kelleher, the commissioner of Maine DMR, sent a letter stating that after careful review of the documentation provided, they determined that, quote, Aquabounty does not meet the Chapter 24 requirements of a qualified source slash hatchery. One of the issues that the DMR had with American Aquafarms documentation is that Aquabounty has two stocks of salmon, one transgenic and one non-transgenic, and the documentation provided does not specify which stocks were screened. The DMR says that documentation was provided for only one stay, and Chapter 24 requires inspection of all production lots. The DMR also flagged numerous areas where information was omitted or incomplete. Kettler's letter concluded that because American Aqua Farms failed to supply the department with the required information by the deadline provided, and because Aqua Bounty does not meet the standards of a qualified source or hatchery under DMR rules Chapter 24, the department has determined that there is not an available source of organisms to be cultivated. Thus, because the application cannot be granted on its face, no further action will be taken on it by the department. Should American Aquafarms identify an approved and available source of organisms to be cultivated, it may submit a new lease application in the future. CP News reached out to American Aquafarms for a statement, but as of this recording, did not receive a response. However, Aquabounty did release a statement. Um, Sylvia Wolf, who is the president and CEO of the company, said that Aquabounty has been in discussions with American Aquafarms about becoming an approved supplier to provide them with non-genetically engineered Atlantic salmon eggs from their facility in Rollo Bay, PEI, Canada. Representatives for American Aqua Farms requested specific information and data from Aqua Bounty, which they were uh, provided. Uh, Wolf said, we did not receive requests for any additional information. Wolf continued that Aqua Bounty has rigorous quality control and quality assurance procedures in place to confirm the genotype of every commercial batch of eggs shipped from their hatcheries. Wolf said that they verify the genotype and ploidy of genetically engineered GE eggs shipped to Aqua Bounty Farms using procedures approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and verify that no GE eggs are present in any shipment of non-GE eggs using established molecular biological methods. 
The same EGQC procedure would uh, be used to verify the absence of GE eggs and batches used by AquaBounty to produce non-GE fry or smolts for their customers. Wolf added that additionally, AquaBounty does not produce non-GE and GE eggs at the same time in a single facility. So we'll see what happens next there. And uh, since we didn't want to end on a downer, or I don't know, actually, this might be more of a downer, but we had to talk about it. Stephen King, the famous author, is telling people to microwave their salmon for three minutes. Um, <laughs> so, <why? laughs> so, I mean, this is the guy who brought us The Shining and, and Pennywise the Clown. Mm. He wrote on Twitter on Tuesday of last week, he said, dinner. Get a nice salmon filet at the supermarket, not too big. <laughs> Put some olive oil and lemon juice on it. Wrap it in damp paper towels. Nuke it in the microwave for three minutes or so and eat it. Lauren, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so grossed out and, and confused. Like what what made him think the people need the people need this? <laughs> Let me put this out there. This is my dinner hack. Like, is there any backstory to it? Or he was just like, you know what? No, he just this microwave salmon's delicious. <laughs> and the world needs to know. I don't know what led him to to decide to microwave his dinner that night. I'm I'm right now in the process of trying to Google how much Stephen King is worth because I feel like... His personal chef must be cringing right now. Okay, his net worth is between $450 million and $500 million. So, Mr. King, here's our recommendation instead of, <laughs> instead of microwaving your salmon. Either like... Hire us <laughs> and we'll cook it for you. Either hire a personal chef. If you want to hire a personal chef, maybe, I guess maybe maybe he doesn't want to take the time. Like, Because if you're not sure on how to cook salmon, like there's all these great... I mean, we talk about all these companies that you know we talk about. Uh, Fish Fix and Premier Catch, both services that you can buy, uh, you know, salmon and other seafood from. They ship it to you and they have instructions and all these right beautiful the recipes. Packaging. Yeah. I do not believe any of those instructions suggest microwaves. Wrapping your salmon in a damp paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> so... This might be, I don't know, Lauren and I were talking about potentially doing this for our next Watch Us Eat video. <laughs> we might just have to, but... But also at the same time, maybe maybe he's working on his next horror, horror yeah, novel. He needs like, uh, I don't even know. I don't know either, but I just, I had to be brought up because our stomachs are just, we're big seafood fans, but not of, not of microwaving it. <laughs> No. All right. No. Well, let us know your thoughts. If you've ever microwaved <laughs> salmon for three minutes or another, any other seafood for three minutes in the microwave, let us know. Um, and if we do do this, we're doing this in our, our work kitchen. Yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs> All On right. a Wednesday when, when everybody's there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Reach out. If not, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.